Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we are here for a special roundtable. We are at the Red Dirt Barbecue and Music Festival here in downtown Tyler, Texas. And we are joined by a few <laughs> special people today. Let's start with uh, Miss Misty Ragles. Hi, I'm Misty Ragles. I live in Houston, Texas. Uh, my husband and I, Russell Ragles, own Ragles Barbecue Company. Uh, this is our fourth Red Dirt uh, Barbecue Festival. We're happy to be here. Hi, I'm Mallory Robbins. My husband Arnis and I own Evie Mae's Barbecue in Wolferth, Texas. And I'm Aubrey Hood, the general manager at Evie Mae's Barbecue with Mallory and Arnis. <laughs> and for those of you listening at home, you may sense a common theme here. Um, these are all women in barbecue. It's seems like a male-dominated industry, but there's a lot of women in barbecue serving a lot of different roles, from pitmaster to general manager to owner to jack-of-all-trades. Um, some are more known than others. Obviously, Tootsie Tominets with Snows is legendary. You've probably heard of Mallory and Aubrey and Misty, um, but we wanted to kind of shine a spotlight. You should have heard of them. Aubrey's one of the best cutters in the business, as well <laughs> as being is. a badass general manager of one of the best barbecue places in Texas. <laughs> I've heard Cook's a very mean breakfast for the staff. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And you both have some very hard to pronounce restaurant names. So <laughs> that is Ragels for the record and Evie Mays, not Evie Mays for the record. That's uh, right. Short for Evelyn. So let's let's get that right, people. Or <laughs> let's yeah, face I mean, it. It's, they're it's probably a tribute it to their daughter. So if you say it wrong, then you're disparaging their own family. And that's not the right thing to do. <laughs> but we answer to both. <laughs> <laughs> They'll take you money no matter what you call it. That's them. right. Rogels, Rogels, it all works. So. It all works. It was Rogels for a long time for me. I People get it wrong. I mean, I've heard all different variations. I've heard Rogals, Rogals, Rugals. As long as they come in and see us, I'm, I'm happy they can call us whatever they want. My mother-in-law is a regular at Rugals, and I didn't even know it until I ran into her there one day. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And she refers to it as the pig because there used to be a giant pig outside of Ragels and Russell's in, uh, Twitter handle used to be at the pig on Voss. Yes. We, and, yeah, it, it always used to be, I want to go to the pig today. Yes, when we were in the franchise before, um, people knew it as the pig because the of the big pink pig head that used to be on the front of the building and then uh, the logo was a dominant uh, pig too on the sign. So everybody just called it the pig. And the and little trivia just, that that pig still exists, and it's it's in the hands of another person whose name is getting gotten wrong a lot. Which yeah, it's in Patrick Fiegis's backyard right now. Russell yes. uh, had it, um, it in the back where we keep the wood, and uh, he was back there one day, and he was constantly moving it around. And I told him, I said, "Do not be a hoarder. Just <laughs> give the pig away." I was like, "Otherwise, it's going to get broke." And I said, Patrick Figes said he wants first shot at it. And he finally called him and said, come get this thing or I'm throwing it away. <laughs> so it's been handed down to Patrick. And hopefully one day he'll have uh, a place where he can hang the pig. Right now, I think it's in their backyard. And I don't think Aaron's very happy about it. <laughs> Aaron Figes is another one of the wonderful, successful chefs and restaurateurs and women in barbecue. 
Um, she is also an owner operator of Fiji's Barbecue. Let's dive into it. Let's talk about, Misty, we'll start with you. Um, you've got a long career in barbecue. You and Russell met not far from here. Yes, uh, actually this is uh, some old stomping grounds for us here in Tyler. Uh, I graduated from White Oak High School, which is uh, near Longview, outside, just outside of Longview. Russell graduated from Kilgore. So this is home for us. We were very excited our first year to come here. Um, we moved to Houston July of 2001 to buy a barbecue restaurant. We were in a franchise before that. Um, Russell was with actually Bodacious um, before we moved down here. And um, been doing it ever since. Haven't done anything else since July of 2001. And in December of 2014, we uh, made the switch to Ragels and I took on a different role of having to create different sides and rework the menu to get away from everything we were doing in the franchise and coming up with new desserts and yeah, just having to redo everything. <laughs> you, you were instrumental in the change from when Baker Ribs transitioned yes. into Ragels Barbecue. And one of the most famous things at Ragels Barbecue now, and I love to give Russell crap about this every chance I get, is we call it Ragels Banana and Pudding Emporium sometimes. <laughs> the bourbon banana pudding at Ragels Barbecue is phenomenal. Um, if and, you haven't had it. And there's a reason it, why it's bourbon banana pudding and not banana pudding with bourbon. Yeah, you gotta list the most prominent ingredient first. Yes, so. because it is not a bourbon flavoring. It is true bourbon that is in the banana pudding and in the whipped cream. And there's a good amount of it. In yes, it's you. When they you have it with them. I, I, I see Mallory and Aubrey well, are like, wait, So what? we put bourbon in our banana pudding, but not in the but whipped not cream. The whipped cream. Oh, yeah. Sounds delicious. Yes. It's Try it. It's, so it well, just there gives be it... some here. She brought some with oh, her. I'm yes, sure I did. I oh, brought the, this is the first year that um, actually at any of the festivals, we brought it yeah. to the um, Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival in November, and people really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't have time to make what I needed to make for the Houston Barbecue Festival, but uh, for this, I was like, well, I'm going to bring it because everybody, it's the number one thing that's asked <laughs> after the pastrami. Uh, did you bring the pudding? Did you bring the pudding? Yes, I brought the pudding today. <laughs> and, and, and not to really overemphasize the bourbon because we do love some bourbon, but I mean, you go through bottles of bourbon. I mean, it's not just a little shot in this pudding. It's, no, it's there's about, bourbon, yeah. uh, well, when I make it, there's about <laughs> you know, 14 to 16 ounces of bourbon in there. <laughs> and then uh, in the pudding and then uh, in the whipped cream, there's probably a good five, six ounces in the whipped cream. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's not about the bourbon, but the bourbon adds such a good layer of flavoring in there. Uh, and, and it can have a pretty decent hit if you, uh, if you eat a whole lot of banana pudding. <laughs> yes, it's, it's actually a good balance against the the bananas, the banana flavor. It's a good a good balance with it, but yeah. So. so Mallory, let's talk a little bit about how barbecue became part of your everyday life and part of a career for you. Well, because my husband built a pit in our backyard and started using it. <laughs> No, he, uh, he built a pit in our backyard sort of just for fun. He had never barbecued besides electric uh, little cabinet smokers. Um, he built a, built a smoker and started experimenting and started getting kind of good at it. And um, started, then we started catering and um, 
he was diagnosed with celiac disease and we didn't eat out much anymore. And so I kind of devoted my time to figuring out good gluten-free recipes for desserts so we could still enjoy things that we used to enjoy before we had to go completely gluten-free. So cornbread and pie crusts and things like that that didn't taste like garbage. Literally all the good stuff has gluten in it. Everything. And and I'm not joking. I mean, there's from, from barbecue sauce can have gluten in it. Yeah. Obviously beer has gluten in it. Um, so many sides, and then any kind of thing that has bread or, yeah. or, or uh, flour in it. So right. it's really tough. I mean, um, and what you've done is you've obviously created not just desserts that are gluten-free, but desserts that you don't care if they're gluten-free. Right, right. and I mean, that was kind of the goal in the beginning because of where we started serving barbecue when we did, I mean, long story, but when we moved to Texas and started doing barbecue full-time there, where we were serving out of our trailer was farmers and school teachers is very you know, small town. So we didn't advertise the fact that we were a gluten-free food truck. And we did actually still serve sliced white bread, you know, for folks that wanted that, but we, you know, kept that separate. Um, But we didn't want to advertise the fact that everything was gluten-free because those folks are not going to appreciate that or even really understand. But it's a lot more, you know, there's a lot more education these days. And most people do understand that some folks really do have a dietary need, not just celebrity in Hollywood that thinks it's a cool diet to be on a gluten-free diet. So anyways, once everybody thought, oh, that pie is really good, and we kind of got people hooked on the cornbread, and then we kind of started saying, hey, guess what? Everything's gluten-free. Yeah, I mean, you really can't tell, and and my wife's had celiac disease as well, and we went through this period of, oh my God, everything sucks now because yeah. it just it, there's no moisture in it, it's not held together. Gluten kind of binds the, the flowers together, yeah. and so you miss all of that, and I mean, you, when you eat your desserts, you have no idea that they're gluten-free because they just taste like regular, good, tasty desserts. Yeah, I mean, that was our main focus. And actually, Aubrey, when she came on with us, she has always been a great baker. And so she kind of took that and, you know, um, switched over a lot of her recipes to being gluten-free and modified different things so that we could have good gluten-free desserts. You know, recipes passed down from Arnis's mom, grandparents, Aubrey's grandparents, her own recipes. It's, it's all just kind of been a, a cool progression in our bakery, figuring out good gluten-free desserts that the average customer wouldn't think are gluten-free. So anyways, that's how I started with all of this is just because Arnis got passionate about barbecue and then brought me along and then I dove into the the sides, um, sides and, and desserts. And yeah, and here we are with a brick and mortar and at a barbecue festival. It's crazy. So Aubrey, how was hey. how was your path into barbecue? <laughs> so I moved to Lubbock in 2016, right after graduating college, planning on coming to Lubbock to get my master's to go get my CPA um, after graduating college. And Mallory and Arnis are kind of related to me. I don't know what it's called, but his <laughs> his sister is married to my mom's brother. So kind of an uncle. I don't know. But I was supposed to babysit Evie, actually. Yeah. Like, that was supposed to be my job, was to babysit Evie while they were open at the trailer. Yeah. But Evie doesn't really handle new people well. Well, yeah. she does now, but she does now. back then, not so much. So I just started helping in the trailer. Yeah, and I was then, like, hey, instead of watching Evie, do you want to help in the trailer? Yeah. She's like, sure. I like, yeah, I'll come. And then After from that class. day on, it was like, sorry, you can never leave. Yeah, <laughs> and then she was pregnant with Jack. And so just kind of my personality is uh, so I don't say no. 
so I just kept taking things on and taking things on and I just kind of run with it so she had Jack and I took the work phone and I still have it so three years later yeah so it's just kind of a natural progression yeah I love to bake that's what I've always wanted to do and that's one of the things that I love about our place is that all of our recipes for desserts and sides we either make them up on the spot or they're passed down Mm -hmm. generations like our banana pudding is my grandma's recipe our like every the sheet cake is Arnis's mom's recipe so everything is all kind of family recipes with a twist to make them gluten-free sometimes better so yeah it's yeah. just really fun and yeah, yeah I and never look back I'm not an accountant anymore right <laughs> and like you said in the introduction she not only obviously does she do baking and taking care of our employees and cooks everybody breakfast on Saturday but yeah like she cuts meat as well or better than probably a lot of dudes in barbecue go and, ahead and you know that's one of the things I mean a, a meat cutter is, a, is an absolutely critical piece of your business um, you know they're not going to make bad barbecue taste good but they can certainly make good barbecue bad yes they can yes. so, so tell us a, huge... a little bit about learning how to cut and, and how you got started into that so like I said part of my personality is just kind of doing things and so back in the trailer I would stand next to Arnest. I would just watch and Keep on watching and then we moved to the brick and mortar and that's when I started continuing watching and then um, he started kind of moving away from cutting meat and so he would be on the pit room more or he would start building smokers so I was just like oh I'll I've watched you do it a lot I'll just do it and I did and I ended up doing that that was a lot of my job for a while was seasoning was and main meat cutter yeah for- seasoning every morning well, running errands, then seasoning, then cutting, and then in the afternoon, like answering emails, the phone, and all that stuff. But now I don't season anymore. I finally got out of that. But um, but yeah, I just started doing it, and it ended up really well. And so now, yeah, I, I still cut every Wednesday. That is my day. And it's, it's actually really funny because on Wednesdays, our whole line is women. We don't have a, a we don't man have a inside. Single man. Yeah, because um, all the guys are in school on Wednesdays. So we have comments all the time. I've had to bite my tongue oh, man. A, a lot, especially in West Texas. You might not get that as much in Austin. And you yeah. do. I know that people do. But in West Texas, it's, oh, they let you have that knife. I need to be scared. Or, yeah. oh, who oh, lets you have that sharp knife? Your daddy or, let you cut meat today? Yeah, so... Are you- kidding me I've had to bite my tongue sometimes (laughs) I don't bite my tongue and I get nasty looks but it's fine and the restaurant probably operates better than any other day on Wednesday uh absolutely well it's funny actually Andy from Franklin barbecue Andy Risner yes he and his um wife and their little girl came through last week I think it was anyways she was like I have to take a picture of your all-female line and we were like yes Anyways, it's, yeah. but I mean, we have females in the back. We have a female in our pit crew. Um, anyways, and we can talk about that in a little bit, but back to Aubrey, I'm going to make it podcast official that Aubrey is leaving Evie Mae's barbecue. I am leaving. I'm going to cry. No, she, she just got engaged and she's getting yes. married. And so she is moving in August. I am. So it's going to be intense. Where are you moving to? I'm moving to the Dallas area. Oh, okay. I don't know where yet exactly, but Yeah, somewhere. but it's okay. We're all going to survive. Yeah. I'm super happy for her. But she has been a huge part of 
the four years that we have been open, Aubrey's been with us three and a half, essentially. Yeah. Just about. So, I mean, she has been there from, I mean, Arnis picked me up from the hospital when I had Jack and dropped me off and had to go light fires at the hospital. And Aubrey came over and picked up the phone and was like, I will answer the phone. I will do this from now on. And have to start doing it again when yeah. she leaves. <laughs> yeah, spoiled for three years. I know, but no, we love the we love the female aspect of it. Yeah, um, we don't really even think about it. It's just kind it's of just how we, we are. It's whoever's the best at what needs to be done is whoever can do it the best. That's who needs to do it. And that's There's how it an, should be. Yeah, Absolutely. and and I love that part of it. And we most of the comments are either surprised or negative. But we had one guy want to take a picture and he's like I've got to send this to my sister all women on the line yeah but like, some of them are like are the boys out of town today or right we're like, like no we're just the best at it Thanks. yeah so but no. they're in the back I would that's my that's what I say we keep them in the back yeah we keep them in the back they're they're not good enough to be up here but but no we love it and it works out great for us and and you mentioned you know you do have now a cook as well yeah we do and uh Emma shout out oh she's awesome yeah, she's amazing, um, and she she does everything. I mean, she can cook briskets, she watches fire, she does ribs, sausage. I mean, I would say she's, I mean, her and one other person pretty much run our pit room. Um, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, she started out as our dishwasher. Yeah, and she was, she was like, hey, I really want to get into cooking, and we were like, okay, yeah, and she is killing it. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. So, and she's not scared of hard work. She's not afraid to get dirty. And it's like whoever, and actually Andy told me when he was at our joint too, that they have a female now, I think. And he said, yeah, I don't care who and what they are. As long as they aren't afraid of hard work and do a good job, then. Get the job done. Get the yeah. Jo- yeah, yeah, get it done. I don't care what you, what you are. So pretty cool. Yeah, and it, it's. It's something that doesn't get enough of the spotlight shown on it. I mean, it's been a, a, a for, on the forefront anyway. It's been a male-dominated industry. You see the faces of barbecue, of Texas barbecue, and you see a lot of men on those, you know, in, in those pictures. But there, there's a lot of women that are doing everything in barbecue. Misty, you've been doing it for almost 20 years now with Russell. Yes. Uh, yes. Which j- just doing it with Russell alone is worthy of a. <laughs> oh my God! You know, like, you know, get gold medals for that or something. <laughs> Yeah. Hazard pay. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so funny because, it, you know, at it, uh, it brisket camp, when on the pitmasters panel, mm-hmm. when uh, it was a few years ago, uh, Russell was on there, um, and he said uh, he was talking about him and I working together and how long we've worked together, and, and when it came to the question portion, where everybody could ask questions, a guy raised his hand and he said, "How do you work with your wife?" every day he goes I can't even clean the house with my wife without getting into and you know we work we work well together but I also know where that that fine line is that I don't cross and I and I've come to learn how to talk to him and not sound like I'm criticizing him yeah if that makes sense and 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 I and I really had to learn that, and we we had to, you know, it was a, a learning curve. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we work really well together. I mean, we're see, and we're we're just in we're five years deep in barbecue, 
and we do not work well together, Arnis and I. So, and that was part of what was so amazing when Aubrey and our other gal, Whitney, started working with us in the trailer. I was like, I don't care what y'all do, but stand between me and Arnis because we cannot communicate during service. We're really good at that. Yeah, so I'm like, Aubrey, tell Arnis this, and Aubrey will tell <laughs> Arnis, and then Arnis will tell Aubrey something, and Aubrey tell me. So we're, we're still trying to figure that out, but kind of what saves us is Arnis being in the shop building smokers all day. I was going to say, uh, the welding shop is in a yes. separate building. It's not connected. Is that there, right. So there's a yes. reason for so, that. So, yeah, absolutely. It's about a 20-second walk. 20-second walk. <laughs> Arnis is in the shop. I'm at the restaurant. We meet together for lunch after the lunch rush, and everything's fine. But, yeah, I mean, there are times that it's 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 really hard, but we also have our personalities are just that way. I mean, it's, it's true for anybody, too, men woman it doesn't matter I mean if you're at work and you're under the stresses of work and and barbecue is not a eight to five job anyway right. it's not a and then you're going to come home and deal with 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 the problems at home as well it's it's a testament to your relationships to be able to spend that much time together for sure yeah it's hard because it's not a leave work at work type lifestyle I mean it's yeah barbecue Most of the time is, when you need to talk about something related to work it's almost easier to talk about it at home because yeah, at yeah. work you're being pulled different directions. The phone's ringing and you're in a mode of conversation and you're like, and you're like, you know what? We'll just talk about it at home. Let's That's just how we are. Drop it and we'll pick this up where yeah. we're not interrupted. Yeah, Arnis and I are, we are binge watching Game of Thrones because we had never seen it. And so we're in season seven right now, but you said that. Oh, you're that. getting so close. Too. We're Us getting too. so close. We're going really fast. We're going super fast, guys. It's been really rough. Um, but yeah, you were saying you talk about it at home. I mean, we'll be in the middle of an episode and I'll be like, pause it, pause it. And I think of something and I'm like, oh, we need to talk about this. And so we have to pause Game of Thrones for like 30 minutes and discuss something bar- barbecue related. Anyways, so yeah, it's hard. Communication is hard. Being a married couple or not married couple in barbecue, it's just a difficult thing. Yeah, I mean, Brian's basically my barbecue wife at this point. So uh, <laughs> there, there are yeah. many weekends that we see each other more than our own wives, which is scary. Um, it's probably welcoming for them, but, but but yeah, for us it's a little frustrating at times. Yeah. There's there's weekends as we've been doing on the road a lot. There's weekends where we're like, look, I don't want to see you next weekend. I really don't. And then we wind up going to barbecue joints, and so we're texting pictures of each other at barbecue, and we're like, it's like they they just want us to leave each other. But sometimes yeah, you it's do pretty need dumb. That. Yeah. Hey, that's okay. Um, but but you talked also earlier. You know, um, both of y'all have had children in barbecue. What is it like bringing up children when both parents are working in the business as well? You first, Misty. <laughs> Misty, you got a kid that's literally helping at this festival. So. <laughs> yes, our, our daughter here is, uh, Tori's here. She's 16 years old. Uh, our son is at home. Yeah, Drake's worked in the restaurant before. Yes, too. he yeah. started working at the restaurant when he was 13, cleaning the dining room. And uh, last summer he worked and he made uh, all of our pickles and jalapenos awesome. and everything for us, did our pickling for us. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balance. It's a hard balance. And sometimes it doesn't balance. Yeah. And sometimes you can't let the guilt get to you. <laughs> I know Mallory's going through that this yeah. week with being, you know, they were in Ohio mm-hmm. and then, you know, she's home and then not home, you know, came yeah. here. And, um, but eventually they, they start to understand what you are trying to do and are trying to accomplish and mm-hmm. that it's not just for us, for Russell and I, it's for them too. Yeah. You know, and um, there, there are times I tell people, you know, I don't know how many missed birthdays, uh, missed uh, sports events, missed uh, 
gosh, anniversaries <laughs> and, and, and everything. Um, but you just, you, you do the best you can and um, just let them know how much they're loved. And, you know, you, it, Russell, you know, it was always, I guess, uh, me who was always at the functions, always at the functions, and it was always kind of Russell missing and um, sometimes. And I, that was hard on him, but I was like, you know, just it, in the beginning, you give, I was like, you just give what time you can you know and the rest will just kind of you know now it's easier they're old and they're like you know whatever yeah they don't they don't want to see them around or go do anything with us but um but yeah you know and then our son is asperger's too so that was that was you know him being on the spectrum when he was very young was you know very kind of adjusting to what his needs were you know and then you know trying to balance that out there was a time where I did step away from work and just did the stay-at-home thing and uh, filled in when I needed to fill in and I didn't feel bad about it that was yeah. my choice to do um, and I, I told Russell I was like I'm stepping back I you'll have to hire somebody else or fill in for me but I'm taking a step back this is what is needed for us and then you know I would come back when I felt like I could, and then sometimes, and then I would take a step back, and um, just you know, find, finding that balance, figuring out what works for you. Yeah, yeah. I everybody, just every situation's different, and yeah. you just uh, do the best you can. I mean, that's all any parent can really do, no yeah. matter if they own their own business or you know work for somebody else. You just do the best you can. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I know barbecue is so difficult as far as family life, but also, I mean, a lot of industries are. So I kind of explained to Evie because she, she, she says stuff sometimes like why we always have to go out of town or why, like when we have our dinner nights and I have to go to work and I just tell her, you know, some, some other people's mommies and daddies just do other things to make money, to pay their bills. And mommy and daddy just happen to cook for people. That's what we do. We, we feed people. So, um, we just try to make the time that we are together quality but it's hard this day and age especially with social media and the amount of time I mean it is mind-blowing how much time I have to spend on my phone on Instagram and Facebook and it's it's hard and especially with young kids and I mean there's all the shows and stuff now about screen time and adult screen time and that effect on your children and so I try to be really have you mindful have at your hours before um yeah I do yeah. we'll talk about it it's <laughs> awful it that's is like, awful yeah my yeah. wife made that's me like look at mine last night face. Yeah, it's a like, slap in the face oh. so it's really difficult I really try when I pick up the kids from school and get home I mean I'm lucky enough that I get to leave work when it's time to pick up my kids for school and come home and I usually don't have to go back but I try to leave my phone and not look at it and really spend good quality time with them because you know when I am gone like for this festival I mean I'm gone so it's hard and I and I know that it's hard on them too but children are resilient little creatures well it's like you said I mean especially in this day and age of owning any sort of business that has a public profile it's it's almost a second job having to make sure you're trying to build your brand grow your brand maintain your brand and and you you don't sometimes you can't just be the little mom and pop restaurant you have to, you know especially yeah. when you've had the success that Regal's and Evie Mays has had you have to try to maintain this status quo of being this restaurant that people want to go to yeah and and that adds another layer to an already complicated situation and it's one of the things that we've been told throughout all the courses of travel that we've done is when you own a barbecue or any sort of restaurant it owns you more than you own it yeah for sure that's true 
and I, w I would say too though that you know you talked about what other people do I, I think that at the same time having having both parents work at the same location and being able to be a little bit flexible with your hours mm -hmm. I think that does help because if you're working an eight to five job then you're not going to be able to go and pick up the kids from school necessarily true um, so you do get some kind of family time that 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 it allows other a normal right. jobs don't get yeah it's 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 a little easier when you know when the kids were younger and they were sick to just tell Russell I'm not coming in today you got you know Drake sick or Tori sick taking them to the doctor and then leaving it at that I didn't have to you know right you didn't have to worry about calling in or yeah. a boss that doesn't get it so yeah, yeah there are definitely perks to being a a mom and pop and then I, I know y'all probably do the same thing for us anytime we have anybody who's got kids too um if they have to call in we're like you know do what we you get need it. to do yeah we get we it we, totally <laughs> we, get it. we are very yeah. very we have kids upstairs sometimes <laughs> we have yeah. some fever. Right, right. Yeah. we have like a spring break camp we're very family <laughs> friendly and you know we uh try to make it easy as we can on our employees they, yep. you know if they Russell worked for Alfredo on Halloween because he wanted to go home and get his son ready and take him trick-or-treating. He was like, man, you know, take the day off. Or it was his one-year birthday, and he was like, take the take the whole day off. Just take the whole day off. You, you don't want to miss this. He was like, I've missed so much. Yeah. He was like, I don't want you to miss. I mean, Alfredo, you know, Alfredo is our, uh, our other pit master. Uh, and um, we found him on social media. <laughs> we put a now hiring uh, for a pit master on social media. He hit us up. Like heads need out of fly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. He came. He uh, he came in. Uh, how long has he been with us now? Uh, three, yeah. almost three years. Time. This summer will be three years. But when he first came in, and Russell hired him, he came walked back in, and he was like, "I totally forgot to tell you, his girlfriend was pregnant." And he was like, and she's doing three weeks. <laughs> like, By the way. <laughs> like a week before we were leaving on vacation. <laughs> and, and Russell was like, okay. And he was like, but I just need that day off. And Russell was like, no, you don't. You need the whole week off. You need to bond with mom. You need to bond with the baby. And he was like, we'll call it, you know, your, what do they call it? The paternity. Yeah, paternity. Paternity. Yeah, paternity. Yeah, paternity. <laughs> yeah, paternity. And, you know, we made him take the whole week off and he ended up taking a few extra days because Russell called him and was like do you need extra days he was like uh, and he was like you know what take a few extra days but we try to be as family friendly because of our situations because sometimes we've had to call people in because I couldn't make my shift because one of our kids so we try to you know be as family friendly as, as we can so Aubrey you're, you're, you're sadly leaving this barbecue world. I am. What are, what are some of the things you're going to miss about working at Evie Mays? Well, <laughs> she's going to have to think for a little no, bit. No, I'm going to miss a lot of things. I feel like I have a lot of control over what I do and kind of also like what the restaurant does. Like mm -hmm. if if we want to try a new side, I just we just kind of make it up and we do it. And if I need to be somewhere, I just say, look, I need to be here. So it's not like a, a process of asking off and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss um, the family aspect. I feel like everybody that I work with is part of my family, even our newer employees. It's We just get so close. And um, I would think that that's mostly it. I do miss, and then the community of it, like things like this, like being able to 
travel across the state and meet other people in the business. Um, I'm definitely going to miss that too. It's a lot different from sitting in a cubicle, crunching <laughs> numbers. But um, yeah, well, maybe you'll just meet us miss. at festivals and cook yeah. us breakfast. I can, it's only two hours from Dallas to here. Yeah. Meet you at Red Dirt. Yeah. But I was going to go back to the social media and phone aspect. <laughs> That's a, something I've been thinking a lot about. So like Mallory said, when Jack was born, I got the phone. And it's a lot different now than even 10 years ago where a business has business hours. And if you call past 4 p.m., nobody's there to answer the phone. But we don't have a landline at the restaurant. It is It used to be my personal cell phone that turned into the Heavy Maze phone. Yeah, so I don't have it with me now. It's at the restaurant. But it is like my constant companion. I don't have any children, but it is my child. And it is, people will call up until 11 p.m. at night or text or it, and it's almost like they expect a response 24 hours a day, all day. And it's just a lot different, kind of like Mallory with the social media. It is a constant, it's not a full-time job. It's a all of your life, every day, 24 hours job. Yeah, emails. It's so much different than even, yeah, 10, 20 years ago where you go to your job, you do your job, you go home. Now it's with cell phones and with social media, everything is so blended. Yeah, and it's just part of you. Yeah, it's part of you. And so I have a lot of, I don't have guilt about children, but I have a lot of phone guilt. (laughs) Of (laughs) Well, is it bad if I leave the phone downstairs at night and not answer it whenever somebody calls at 1030? No. Or with the, when you're with yeah. your fiance having dinner in the yeah. morning. Yeah, and, and so you're like, and I, I have a lot of guilt about it. And then I think, why do I have guilt about that? It's they should know that if they call at 10 p.m., nobody's going to answer, but they'll call three or four times, yeah. or then they'll text That's, and then text again. Is this not Emmy May's barbecue? And you're like, and it's, it's 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. This but is but a I'm, I'm trying to sleep because I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, or over the weekend when obviously our business hours are online they google us to find our phone number like they're not looking our phone number up in the yellow pages so why can't they read our business hours when they call to it's they can't they can't but Consumers it's one of those things they may not where, believe them you know it's just right like, they're like it's hey I'm, I'm just making sure are y'all are you sure you're not open today yes i'm sure <laughs> we're not open on tuesdays but just things like that there's a lot of I think with owning any small business, not just barbecue, but any small business, you you almost feel like you have more of a responsibility to be more connected with your customers. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, they give me $10 every Wednesday buying a sandwich. I need to answer their call. But at the end of the day, it's more important to have to some time not, for yourself. Not um, answer the call. Don't worry about texting every single person back on a Sunday when you're with your family. Um, but yeah, I know that we all, me and Mallory and Arnis, all struggle with things like that. Yeah, definitely. Every now and then. Yeah, Mallory with social media, me with texting and emailing and phone calls. I've gotten to the point, the first year I would not put the phone down at all. I would answer it all the time, anytime it rang. But lately it's like, no, this is a business. We have business hours. And I've had this conversation with Whitney about when I leave, who's going to take the phone? And she was like, maybe we should just leave it at the restaurant, like a landline. Like, if we're not open, nobody answers it. That's and probably I, what I'll and do. And my heart was just like, <gasps> but the phone, <laughs> but the phone, it has to be answered. What about so-and-so and then I thought, texts me every Sunday at yeah. 8 p.m. about her order? Yeah. But or you're right. Mary. A lot of people, when they leave work at 5 o'clock, 
that's it. Yeah, that's it. And so I thought, yeah. at first my heart like broke and I was like, but the phone, you can't leave it alone at the restaurant all weekend. <laughs> but then I was like, wow, my life would have been really awesome if I would have left <laughs> the phone at the restaurant all weekend. Well, I, so, told, I told Whitney just the other day, Aubrey, I was like, it's going to be really sad for some of these customers that have had Aubrey like taking such good care of them for the past three friends. years. Because they're going to call and be like, hey, um, is Aubrey there? And I'm going to say, oh, I'm sorry. She's gone. This is Mallory. What can I do for you? And they'll be like, well, Aubrey always does this. And I'm going to be like, sorry, we don't do that. Yeah. I just have like a weird memory. Of <laughs> and then they ask people. for the manager and I'm like, she's not here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have my, I call them my barbecue friends, all our regular customers. I have their numbers uh. saved in the phone and yeah, they're great. Should and we, we love and appreciate and them. and checking on them from, from Oh my yeah. gosh, I will. I'll Transfer like, all the contacts. Transfer Did Mallory get your order in? Did Mallory tell you, you no? May, you may open up a package in the mail one day and it's going to be the phone. <laughs> I know. Hey, you can do this from 400 miles away. Yeah, it's just from, fine. From Dallas? No big deal. You can answer the phone for us. Just text me the orders. Yeah. But no, I. it's, a, it's kind of a love-hate relationship with the phone. I love having those close relationships with customers because being able to text is really nice it's a lot faster than playing the voicemail back and forth game and everything and so yeah i feel like a lot of our customers are like my friends and mm -hmm. we see them every week and it's great but thanks sauce there needs to be a time limit. <laughs> <laughs> we can't thank you enough for joining us on this one um there's not been enough spotlight shown on the women in barbecue that do a little bit of everything and anything that needs to be done even even just putting up with the men well, yeah, is yeah. enough in itself. <laughs> but but yes. beyond that, we don't get paid enough for that, do we? No. But, but beyond that is behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, working the business, um, you know, and and not just sides always, but definitely sides and desserts and all the work that gets put into it because that that what different is what differentiates a lot of barbecue yeah, joints I mean, these days. Managing the whole place, so you know, cooking the meat, slicing the meat, whatever needs to be done is done. And whether it's being done by a man, done by a woman, it doesn't matter if it's done right. well. I mean, let's, you know, just to highlight a few people that aren't on this episode, we've uh, previously spoke about Tootsie, uh, Aaron Fegis. We have uh, Amy Collins at uh, Pioneer Barbecue in Nixon, Texas. Laura Loomis at Two Brothers that runs the pits in San Antonio. And there are many, many more. Helen Turner at Turner's Barbecue in Brownsville, Tennessee, who, if you're not familiar with, is a wonderful person that's been cooking pork shoulder for 30-something years in Brownsville, Tennessee. Burning down to coals, just working her butt off in this tiny little town. Kristen Ashmore and, and of course, her daughter Courtney at Opie's. Yep. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on, and there's many we're forgetting, but the, these three women right here who have done amazing things in barbecue and operate some of the best barbecue joints in Texas that wouldn't be what they are without them. Misty Regals, thank you. Mallory Robbins, thank, thank you. you. Aubrey, everyone's going to miss you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> they will. Especially on the phone. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you go out and visit uh, all your favorite barbecue joints. And pronounce their names right. That's right.